For moments crowded with laughter, listen to this show. Then you'll be happier after when off to work you go. All the cares throughout the day will dwindle away, and you will say the day is happier after the show. No, you got me in both ears. Now I do, yeah. Okay, there we go. Yeah, I saw a dude the other day had posted <clears throat> one of those giant size uh, Star Wars comics on this uh, group called the Imperial Commissary, and uh, I was like, "Oh man, I need, I, I need the." Th- I couldn't remember which one it was that I needed. I couldn't remember which two I had. I've got yeah. one and two. I need number three. Yeah. And he had one and two, unfortunately, for sale. And I was like, ah, not, crap. But not three. Yeah, not three. I did find three at Celebration, but the guy, like, and it was ragged out, and the dude was wanting, like, $25 for it. And, you know, I, the one and two I actually thought about buying from this dude on Imperial Commissary just because they were even better than the copies that I've got. Yeah. And he was wanting only 15 for them. So it's like, yeah, can't do $25 for a comic that's probably about like 10 or 15 bucks. Oh, yeah, yeah. But um, it is what it is. I'm looking. I want to see who did the art on that. Yeah. For sale. I can do this later. My comic shop is a good place to look, too, though. Oh, really? Howard Chaikin. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. How, yeah, I remember. Yeah, he did a lot of. Uh, I think he did a lot of Star Wars art. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it was him that hid, that did the original uh, Marvel line. I don't know how many episodes or how many books he did for that original Marvel line, but he, uh, you know, uh, I've seen, I've heard interviews with him, and he's just, he's very much just a, uh, uh, well, I, I was doing it for the money, you know, type guy or whatever. Yeah, he's a character. Yeah. He's a character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Like nothing against the dude. Like he's just like, yeah, hey, you know, I was it was a paycheck and uh, I was getting paid to do it. So, uh, well, you know. yeah, well, we, you got to put food on the table, and if you yeah. have the talent of art, and even if you don't really care about it, I mean, oh like, god, yeah, yeah, then he you know get successful enough. You do what you do care about. Yeah, you know, it was it was just kind of it was just it was actually kind of amusing just because it was like that whole thing is like it was a Star Wars podcast. It was uh, I think it was Rebel Force Radio that had done it, and they. They were talking to him, and he was, I wouldn't say he was being hostile, but, like, everything that he they asked him, he was like, well, it was a paycheck, so I, I was doing it. Well, yeah, he, so I, was, don't, I don't know enough about him. I've heard him interviewed, too, and uh, I think he's just got that personality anyhow. Even if it was something he did like, I think it would come across as, it's, you know, he's very, seemed very matter-of-fact, and, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, that book, Star Wars Special Edition, Star Wars... The Marvel Special Edition Star Wars 1977, put out by Marvel and Whitman. Yeah. Uh, the first issue, which is what you've got there, 1A, which is in really good shape. Um, very good, fine. You can get for th- sell for 33 Just, uh, you can get it as for, that's worth 23 bucks though. Yeah. I'm just in... Very good condition, according to my comic shop, which is what I like to look at. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's kind of funny. At, the, the room is, if you notice, like we were saying, besides the corner of shame over there, the corner of shame, which has a bunch of boxes and things like that that need to go into the the closet. Yeah. Uh, besides the corner of shame over there, like the room is actually pretty clean because Adam came out here and was filming his documentary well, yesterday. He told me yesterday yeah. that he was coming out here to do the and he's do the interview part. I don't know what he. He said it went really well. It was fun, man. I enjoyed the devil out of it, to tell you the truth. I always like talking about my collection anyways. Well, yeah. And one of the questions he'd asked me was, like, how many pieces do you think that you have in your collection here? And so I was super low-balled it and told him it was, like, 350, like, 400 pieces. And then I started, like, actually physically counting, and I got to, like, 400, like, really quick. And I wasn't even, like, a quarter of the way through the room. And I was oh, like, yeah. I'm just going to stop. Cause yeah, like, yeah. Like, I'm just See, gonna... that's interesting, though, because I've always wondered the same thing, because I... Yeah, you said 300, whatever. Yeah. I'm like, no, dude. Well, it's just like one shelf right over here. There's like 70-something pieces. Easily. There. And then right there on those two little bitty stands with these two, with the vintage figures, that's, that's 77. 77, yeah. That's at least 77. And, of course, there's some doubles up there. So, like, so that right there is 140. And, and then just, you've got one sitting in your living room that boxed up still that's yeah. not even in here yet. Oh, uh, yeah, and that's what I told him. I was like, I've got a whole box of, like, figures in there in the in the, in the, in the dining room. Because it's a dining room that I <laughs> don't use it. Like, right, but, it's a it's but, a storage. Room. Basically, catch all room. Yeah, yeah. Along with my stormtrooper arm. It's like when we had a pool table, we didn't play pool. It's where the kids threw everything and groceries went. And yeah, everything just got dropped there. So yeah, one of those. It's one of those things where it's like it would be really cool to have a pool table, but a I don't play pool enough. And B, exactly. If it's another flat surface, I'm just going to have stuff stacked on top of it, and it's more than likely going to be Star Wars, like our recording table. Yeah, like um, our recording table here is. I've, I've. Get, this is my loot from like last Friday, from Force Friday, which is I'm just going to call Frozen Friday because the Frozen toys came out at the same time, and everywhere I went to go look was um, nothing but Frozen stuff, and there was really? hardly any Star Wars stuff. I was just like, you got to be kidding me! Like they were touting this big, you know seeing this big whole thing and it's like it's force friday oh my gosh and then like everywhere i went to go see was empty shelves and and but there's giant displays of of frozen stuff so i was calling it frozen friday instead of force friday and, but i did find a few things like like i did get my my carbonized mandalorian here which is yeah. super cool i got one of the regular ones but i got the carbonized one so i can keep him all nice and boxed up and stuff and he's got the the special box. Carbonized. Yeah, so if you look, like, um, let me just grab the regular one off the shelf here. That's an interesting color choice for the box, too. It's kind of a bronzy. Yeah, kind of a bronze. So this is the regular figure right here. Right. And you see how he's kind of matte, kind of just like dullish. Yeah. Where that one's really, really super shiny or whatnot. Yes, yes. Plus, if you were able to, like inspect them closer the paint the paint app is actually a better paint paint application on them or whatnot but see if i can actually get him up here to... yeah that's there there's, we go. There's a black series figure in a that's not in a black box yeah yeah no exactly uh wound up getting the uh the second sister inquisitor oh i got her in the carbonized thing also <clears throat> Nice. And it kind of stinks because I didn't realize it until I went to go check out. The first time one of I went to go check out a Target, I, I had my carbonized Mandalorian and uh, <clears throat> went to go check out and like it's like ringing up at like 25 bucks. And I was like, what? Those are only supposed to be like $20. I didn't realize that the carbonized they were charging a premium oh, for. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
So, and then I also wound up getting, even though I haven't really been collecting the new movies, mm-hmm. I wound up getting the carbonized figure of the First Order Jet Trooper also. That's nice. Yeah. Very nice. So, I only picked up the one of him. I didn't get the two. I just picked him up because he was a special edition and all like that type of stuff. And that's the second, that's the Clone Commander Fox. That was a uh, GameStop ex- exclusive, but he wasn't doing, they weren't doing him in a carbonized thing. So I don't, I don't have the carbonized version of him, but I did get two of him because I had to have one to open, one to keep in box. Well, of course. Same thing with the second sister. I got one regular of her to open and then I got the carbonized version. And then those are the commemorative editions. And this is what. <clears throat> jumped out at me i mean i saw all the stuff on the table these popped out at me big time yeah man those they're nothing special they're little five poa figures and Mm -hmm. that set right there you have uh han and chewbacca not han but luke and chewbacca which is jedi luke from return of the jedi and then chewbacca and they're the gold series 1983 yeah they're the gold they're just regular figures they're just regular five points of articulation figures with but they're all spray painted gold and it just says commemorative edition Skywalker saga. And then I've got that set right there, which I think is the uh a New Hope set, which is nineteen seventy seven, which is Vader and a Stormtrooper. Something jumps out at me that makes sense. This makes sense to me. Vader yeah. with a stormtrooper. That seems idiosyncratic. It should be Han and Chewie. Yeah. And then they should have Chewy. one Luke and Leia. Or, well, Han and Leia. Though. Yeah. That makes sense, too, though. Yeah, it does. Like, uh, you would almost think that the first set should be, like, almost like Vader and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. And then another set would be, like, say, Luke and Han or Luke and Leia. And the next set would be uh, Han and Chewbacca or whatever. But the middle set for The Empire Strikes Back is Han and Leia, which I don't have. I need to get that one. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's now my bane of the bane of my existence is trying to find that commemorative edition of Han and Leia. You'll, <clears throat> you'll find it. I'll find it somewhere, I'm sure. And then I got the two Amazon exclusives. Uh, I, I haven't decided which one to open up yet, but it's Emperor Palpatine, where he comes with his cool little his cool little throne. I've got the other Emperor. You've got the different faces. Yeah, deteriorates. I've got one Emperor right here that they'd done a while ago. Uh, and uh, I've got him, and of course got him in box, and then I've got the two of those, but those are just exclusives. They were Amazon exclusives. And he's got the throne, he's got the lightning force hand, he's got like three separate different faces that you can put on him and all like that type of stuff. But the main re- thing is, the cool part to me is the throne. Like, yeah, I dig the nice. throne, man. Well, yeah. How, so, you, how do you determine which one you open, though? Just the quality of the box. Just quality of the box. I should stop touching no, nah, no, nah, you're good. You weren't doing anything. If you're if you're doing anything to wreck them, I'd like throw something at you. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I don't know what I'd throw. But I'd throw something at you. Yeah. And those books there, I, I meant to before I moved everything in last. Before I moved everything back into the room because I had to take all the recording gear out and the table and the chairs and all like this crap to get me and Adam in here with the camera and the lights and all like this junk to uh, set up and talk. <clears throat> I had to move everything out, and uh, I intended to put that big stack of books into the the, the bookshelf down there on the bottom, yeah. which really, the, I, I realize it's, it's dumb to have the books and the paper goods on the bottom shelf, <laughs> you know, but that's where I've got them stuck for some reason, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant to put those back into the collection, like into the collection, like because they're just books that I've added, and it it didn't quite work. So 
I got I fell asleep on the couch last night. Yeah. <laughs> I fell asleep on the couch and then when I woke up I was so tired and all I wanted to do was go to bed, but I still had all the recording gear sitting on my bed and I was like, Oh man. Yeah. It's just the worst because it's not like a big pile of clothes where you can just push the clothes off to the side and then sleep in your spot or whatever. I same thing happened to me except it wasn't recording gear as clothes. I had done some laundry. Oh yeah, I had day home. I always whenever I'm home alone, I always have like okay, no interruptions, no whatever. I can focus on all these things and I make a list of projects. Yeah, like five six things I want to get done. I got like two of them done. One of them was to do all this laundry, and I and I stayed up super late finishing something I was working on. Yeah, my wife had already gone to bed, and I go to get to bed, and it's like, oh no, all this stuff is still in my side of the bed here. And I, had to, <laughs> I just like I just threw it on the floor. <laughs> and I'm going to bed. I was about to say, man, this one of you have the clean clothes pile, and you just throw it in the clean clothes well, pile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, the problem. Like, I'll do that, and I'll be like, I'll fold that tomorrow. And, and it just and builds. It, it just builds. It just builds, yeah. and it's like, yeah. Until you just finally get to the point where, like, what's wrong what? with this system? It <laughs> <laughs> finally gets to the point where you're just like, crap. And so you just rewash everything, and you're like, okay, here we go. You're going to start over again. Oh, I do that with my socks. I did that. I did that when I was single. Oh yeah, because I was just lazy about the laundry, and I would yeah. do my laundry, and I'd just go throw it into this bathtub in my bathroom because I didn't use the bathtub. I, oh yeah, I had a shower separate from the bathtub. Yeah, and there's this big container for holding <laughs> stuff. And, you know, I was like, I just my wife when we got together, she's like what is wrong with you? I'm like, I don't know. I'm a dude. I, it just seems right. You're like, I don't take baths. Yeah. Like if I had a bath that was long enough that I could stretch out in it, Maybe. I would take baths, but there's, they don't make very many baths long enough for me to stretch out in, for me to like get down and soak in and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a solely a shower person. I couldn't even tell you probably when the last time I took a bath was. Oh no. Yeah. Well, that you? sounds bad. I shower daily, but daily, like, yes. but, but like taking an actual physical bath, like setting down in the tub and soaking, has been uh, a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had, right. had to clarify this way we didn't have everybody thinking that we're a bunch of dirty, well, eh, we dirty, dirty, dirty Texans. You dirty Texans, dirty filthy boys. You dirty filthy boys. Yeah. But yeah, man. Uh, Adam came out. He came out uh, last weekend. And I was super stopped up, and I'm, I'm still kind of fighting a little bit of the remnants of that. Uh, got an awesome inner ear infection going on. Today. Oh, no. Yeah, dude. Have you ever had one of those? I don't know if I have. I don't think so. I probably... It is the worst, dude. Like, if you've ever had one, like, you will know, because, uh, <laughs> like, the first time I had one, I, I was still married to my ex-wife at the time. Yeah. And, like weird stuff just started happening. Like it was just like, I thought I was having a stroke cause I was super dizzy. <clears throat> and then like, cause it, 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 like I was just like super dizzy and like had this like weird feeling in my ear mm-hmm. right over in this yeah. area. But it's not like, it's not like is a it, normal earache. It's like deep inside. So you're like, what the hell is going on? Okay. And yeah, dude, it was an inner ear infection. So, and, but after that one, dude, it seems like every time I get 
stopped up some sort of like head cold or whatever, it seems like always on the tail end of it, I get some sort of inner ear thing going on to where it's like you turn your head real fast and the whole world just starts spinning. And you're like, ah, oh, crap. What the hell? And it's like, it's like being super drunk. But without the fun of being super drunk, you right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like the whole like, Woo! no, it's like, uh, yeah, yeah. It's the whole like, this won't stop. The time when, <laughs> whenever you're trying to go to bed and you can't get the the world to stop spinning type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that type of like, we're just like, dude, I just want this to end, and it just won't. And you're like, well, crap. That stinks, dude. So much, so much. No, thank you. Awful. No, I've had a sore throat for like. I just got over it. I just really? got over it. It's been for, well, I, you know, back when I, September 14th. Yeah. My anniversary. Yeah. That's yeah, when I you got, got sick. sick. Whenever you got sick at the Bates Motel. And then that last, you yeah. probably got some funky disease yeah, in I it. I probably man. got all kinds of stuff growing on me and in me <laughs> from that place. Yeah, it was a dive, but it was cheap. Yeah. Sorry. That's, that's, how that's I all roll. that matters, man. <laughs> that's how I roll. Yeah. I can tell you about a place. All you need is a place to place in Dayton down by Houston once when I was doing a research project. And I just needed a cheap place to stay because, you know, I just don't have any money. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You were doing a research project. (laughs) And it was like $30. (laughs) (laughs) And this was back in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah, 90s. Yeah. And it was just basically it was a hotel. Motel hotel that was like basically basically just for like oil field workers down there. Oh wow! And they just lived there. Yeah, and the door didn't shut, and it had a huge (laughs) gap. It's either the gap you could like see air through the yeah the door, the crack in the door, like three inches. Oh wow! That's how big a gap it was, and I was like, I'm not secure here at all. (laughs) And uh, the it's just uh, absolutely disgusting. (laughs) disgusting yeah. experience staying there yeah but, uh, i committed because i paid for it and it's like i regretted it <laughs> it was so bad it was so disgusting that i don't think i even slept because it was so i'm like oh god this is this was a bad choice <laughs> you should have hit like the super eight or the or the or, yeah i don't or know the, or the you know, motel six well I mean, there was this was i'm you. talking pre accessible uh, internet no yeah. smartphones I was on the road. I actually used a map to get down there. I was going to say, this you is know, before cell phones. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I think I had one of those. Did I even have a cell phone? I don't even remember if I did Yeah, or not. probably not if it's in the 90s and stuff. I rolled down there as I, when I was doing a project on Trinity River, the history of Trinity River and development of resources for it and stuff. And yeah. I'd gone down there, and I had like tried to follow the river as close as I could and went down and got to see do some cool research in this facility down in Liberty, Texas. Oh, cool. And uh, anyhow, boring stuff like that. But, yeah, I did it old school. Yeah. I just went. Yeah. I didn't even know really where I was going. I had an appointment to be at this place. And then as far as staying somewhere, I just went, I don't even know how I ended up where I stayed. I just think I yeah. drove by and said, okay, I'm going to get some of my stuff you're, here. To you're like, nice. this place looks all right. Yeah, and you walked in, and there was. It's not as bad as the time, uh, and I wish your brother was here. This is a story we should tell with him. Yeah, but that time he and I went with Chris. Yeah, to Colorado to go to Pikes <laughs> Peak on a whim. We just decided one night, and we met the next morning. I think it was, and went to Colorado. Yeah, and the first night we stayed in this looked like a good. It was a nice place. Yeah. 
but it had all the creepy vibes of Silence of the Lambs, <laughs> Buffalo Bill with the curly hair. Oh, word. The little guy, the guy behind the counter gave off so much, like, okay, something's not right with this guy. Yeah. And then we had to go. TV didn't work. I'm like, this is a huge setup for like a horror movie. We're, <laughs> we're going to call. TV's not working. And Chris ended up, was it Chris and Steven? Or I don't know who stayed. They went in there with an axe into the bathroom to hide. And so we had to like vote who's going to deal with the TV guy, the guy from the counter. Because he's the guy that came up to the room too. Yeah. Oh, completely. He was definitely Buffalo Bill. Had the permed hair and a pink half shirt on. and. Uh, a pink half shirt. <laughs> That's freaking awesome. Yeah, sleeveless pink half shirt. Oh, wow. Belly shirt. Yeah. Belly off. Working at a nice... I think everybody in the place was dead. I don't remember seeing anybody else. That's he, right. He probably had a secret pathway between the rooms and stuff like that. Yeah. So he's probably watching y'all sleep. You know the story. You know the... Yeah. See, that's the creepy thing. Yeah. Because that hap- happens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It does happen, and that's really gross. Aren't and, you glad this, the, like, there wasn't a thing as like, well, I guess there was like spy cameras and stuff like that, but not like webcams or anything like that, where it was like close... There's closed circuit television. He could have been watching y'all on that. Or like, yeah, see, you know, you're creeping me out. I don't want to go anywhere. Looking through little people in the bathroom or whatever. God, man, you're not, I can't go. Any, I'm going to just go camping from now on. I'm just going to go camp in a park. <laughs> you just got to be more selective of where you're staying. Really? Because I was watching a, oh my God. <laughs> I, mean, I could have seen the face Michael just made whenever he said, really? It was great. Like, oh, really? Man, yeah, I'm never, not, no. Oh man, that you just gave me the creeps, man. Yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't mean. Well, to. It doesn't help because we were watching this show called The Fall. Oh, have you heard about seeing that on Netflix? Uh-uh. It's about a serial killer and a task force in uh, Belfast, Ireland, trying to catch him. It's four seasons. Oh, okay. And uh, my wife and I have been watching it. Yeah. And it's really good, but it's really hard to, to me. I'd, I if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be watching it because it's too. It's, you see things from the perspective of the killer also yeah. and i don't like that because the guy's bad yeah i mean i mean true evil and uh some really gross stuff happening and one of the things in it is there's this hotel and the guy the proprietor can go he has one of these things where he can put up to the ah the what do you call it that little the people yeah he can look into the room he can put this thing up there and he can look into the room and see you perfectly well oh wow. he just goes from room to room looking in on people that's creepy god oh let's get off of this this is this, this <laughs> awful think he did let's, it let's think, <laughs> let's think happy thoughts right yeah exactly happy thoughts yeah so anyways uh star wars and star wars and um let me ask you a question you up, sent dude? me a cool me and steven a cool uh little link what was that who was that because he had some opinions oh that was freddie prince jr man oh okay. and he's done a he did the voice of kane and jarris on that Rebels. was freddie prince jr yeah yeah it didn't look like freddie prince jr yeah i know i guess it's older and stuff like that or whatever because i mean you think about whenever he first came out doing movies in like pretty boy in the 90s oh yeah 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 but you know uh, it's like i think he and sarah michelle geller are still married oh really I think so, and I think he's the one that kind of like, because I think it was like I think it was him and her that got married, and like they decided one of them would like kind of step back, take a step back on their career, and kind of like hang out with the kids while the other one continued to work. And I think it was him that kind of took a step back. And who but is he's he talking some, to? 
I don't know. It was some other podcast, I guess. But I was sitting there, and it's so bad because I was sitting there watching them talk to these these podcasters, and I'm looking at them, and they've got some really expensive equipment, but they're in a horrible room for it, and it's just echoing left and right. And I'm like, dude, what are you guys doing? Like, like you throw yeah. up some throw up some foam or something like that. You've got these like super expensive microphones and this super expensive gear and this awesome setup and you're in a horrible room for it. It just drives me up the wall. I mean, not like we're in like a super awesome room here to like record well, in. We're insulated by lots of plastic figures. Yeah, we are. Like your 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 library is like ideal place to record. Oh, because, nothing gets in through that. Yeah. Well, exactly. And like the, the paper in there is actually like a condenser and stuff like that. So it kind of like muffles all the sound. So that's the reason like whenever we record out of your place, it sounds so freaking awesome because we're in that room that's super condensed and stuff like that. Well, you're welcome. That's why I, I built the room. <laughs> that's why you so built sure. it. This, yeah. is, this is the one day knowing that 2BT would happen and you're like, uh, but yeah, man, he had some really good, I'm trying to remember what all happened on that video. I guess we could pause it real fast and play it because I to? would, I would play it, but it's some pretty foul language on it and I don't want people to get offended and stuff like that, but we could, we could pause it plus somebody else's intellectual property. So. That's true. Yeah. So we could play it and then we could talk about it. Rehash it because he, I really, I kind of, I, I get what he's saying. Oh yeah. 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 And, there he's, was... and he's not necessarily wrong. I think he's a little bit He's kind of harsh. He's kind of, he is very harsh about it. And some of the things that I was like, ah, well, he's right I don't, to a certain extent. I don't believe. I do believe the first movie was, I mean, the appeal of it was kids. It was driven the franchise. It's always been for kids. It was always written for kids. Except yeah, I don't necessarily know that the sequel has been, it's been marketed more to, I think, our generation. Well. Because... <sighs> It's in our will. I mean, we're we're that generation that grew up with it. Yeah. Well, I I I solely believe that the that the new that the sequel trilogy is aimed at a new generation. Both. Yeah. A little bit in in in, in ways because I I feel like <clears throat> I feel like if it was if it's solely aimed at us, it would have been. You know, our heroes being our heroes still with Han, instead of being a deadbeat dad, Han would have like come back and like gone out in a blaze of glory, saving somebody's life or whatever. Instead of, yeah, I mean, he, he did is, go out trying to save his son. I will Ford, say that much. Ford didn't want to be, he didn't want to do Star Wars. Well, according to him, he said that he had no problem doing more. Oh, really? Yeah. The story that they put out is that the only reason he agreed, the story I've heard, I yeah. guess this is the other side. He only re- way they could get him to come participate is if he did die in yeah. the first. Well, and well, I I never heard di- did die in the first, but you know he you know he's gone on record, and the whole reason why they put him in Carbonite and and Empire Strikes Back is because they weren't sure that he was going to come back for him for Return of the Jedi. And Return of the Jedi, he had a big thing saying that his character should have died for the uh, the good of the of his friends and stuff like that going out yeah. to save them because there's no growth for the character. But I mean, he was, he's kind of at this point in time in his, the stage of his career where he's just happy to have the work now. Whereas back in the eighties and things like that, he had so many things on his plate with the, you know, I mean, yeah, like, he you really, think of, uh, you think of the guy's rap sheet of everything that he's done. Of you know? all the people that came out of that franchise, he had the biggest career. I'd say he had the biggest notable career. Whereas, I mean, Mark Hamill had a, an amazing career. He did a lot of stage and voice acting and stuff. And that was actually having a conversation with Steven yesterday. One thing that I would love to see is them to actually do a live action 
Batman movie with using Mark Hamill as the Joker, if not a oh. Batman TV series. Because, I mean, he's synonymous with doing the, the Bad, voice of the Joker. True. A lot of people, I, I, and whenever I say a lot of people, a lot of people actually know him better as the Joker than what they do as Luke Skywalker. There's like a whole generation of kids that don't even know him yeah, as Luke right, Skywalker. They right. know him as the Joker from the Batman animated series. Yeah. That a lot of people say is like the end-all, be-all when it comes right. to Batman. Yeah. But, I mean, it is what it is. I mean... He gets kind of a, I feel kind of bad for Mark Hamill at times because he gets kind of a bad rap of like, oh, well, he didn't do much after Star Wars. No, but I'm not saying. He just wasn't in the public line. Yeah, Yeah, I'm not saying that. No, I'm not saying that you were. And I can't say that about Carrie Fisher either because she She did did her. She did her thing. Yeah. I'm talking about the public. I mean, as far as like coming out of a franchise and having like a, I mean, heck, he, he was, he's, Indiana Jones and on Solo, and oh, then God, he went yeah. and became the president of the United States with Air Force and, One, and then the running Jack Ryan, the guy with one arm. And oh the, yeah, in that movie with Tommy Lee Jones, you have the fugitive. Yeah, I don't care. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right, dude. Like, yeah, dude. No, yeah, I mean, that, like, now he was like a superstar. Oh, I mean, God, every yeah. movie he touched made tons of money. Oh God, yeah. He he's. In, I mean, like you think about the movies. He like, was the Rock. He was yeah. He was, <laughs> that he was, oh god yeah dude he was he was in the movie sabrina <laughs> you yeah, know, they, they i didn't. watched it yeah. oh yeah that's the same here it's not a bad movie no. either like i don't know like harrison ford did I, whenever it comes down to like who had mosquito coast man oh, yes that now that is a great movie you want to talk about one river that, phoenix like, oh dude and so controversial for him to do because he played an asshole in that movie oh, he really was he and was people terrible. hated it because because they had known Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones as, well, they didn't know him as Jack Ryan yet because I don't think that the Tom Clancy movies were yeah, coming out yeah. yet at that point in time. But like he had done all these other roles, you know, regarding Henry and all like this crap he, yeah, yeah. where he's like the good guy. And the then he comes out and plays guy, basically yeah. the villain of the movie or whatever. Yeah, he was he was just insane. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great movie. Though. It is. I haven't You've seen not, that in so long. Yeah, gotta gotta put that on the list. To check yeah, out again. Wasn't the, wasn't there this part where the kid gets in trouble and they put him in the dinghy, like towing him behind yeah, the boat yeah, or something like that? Yeah, they're him behind the boat. Yeah. And he's just pouting and upset. And Yeah, River Phoenix, though. Yeah. Dude, dude God. Oh, yeah. What a, what a talented person. Right. I was talking about, I was watching, have you watched The Orville? Yes, I've seen parts of it. I, haven't, I don't watch it consistently. But I've been I going it. crazy on The Orville right now. Like, I love that show. I'd waited this long to start it. And it's like Star Trek the next generation now, man. Like it to me it's it's basically it is Star Trek. It is. Like you could see that it's heavily influenced and from what I understand it was it was written as a Star Trek. And he was trying to Seth MacFarlane was trying to do a Star Trek and they're like, No and so he just took it and was like, Okay, well now it's the Orville. I see that though. Yeah. Oh god. I see yeah. It from what I've seen, it's like how do you get away with this? I guess because they don't use oh, the terms and the Yeah. Yeah, it's not the Federation, it's the Union. Yeah. It's it's not the Enterprise, it's the Orville, but like the design of the ship, the design of yeah. the, the the music itself is like so Star Trek feely. Like it's crazy. Like I do I do like myself some Trek. I love the next generation and stuff like that. And so like whenever it came to that, I was like I was like, everybody keeps telling me to watch Orville that is hilarious. And it's like it's been funny. But it's been more serious than what yeah, it has been. Because a couple of episodes I saw, yeah, they were 
they had some hilarious moments, but it's also, yeah, like you said, it's like, oh, yeah. oh wow, this is deeper than just a ha-ha yeah. Seth MacFarlane. Which kind of surprised me, because with Seth MacFarlane, you expected to be Family Guy, yeah, you know, American that, Dad. Or that movie he made, uh, was it a million Ted? ways to die in the West? Oh, yeah, I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah. God. <laughs> Anyways. Well, like, well we, we, we digress. Yeah. We were talking about Freddie Prince Jr.'s strong Freddie opinions. Prince. Yeah, let's pause. Let's, let's do it. Let's pause real fast. We'll Doop. come right back. There we go. Okay, now 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 we're back. Okay, yeah, we're back. Yeah, definitely definitely potty mouth. I'm glad. I'm glad. I forgot how many f bombs were in that. Little yeah, clip, I, I, so. see, I was gonna say, oh, just play part of it, and I'll just edit. I'm like, I'm yeah. not bleeping that. No, that's a <laughs> lot. It'll just been bleep. Yeah, bleep, the, bleep, bleep the yeah. bleep. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. But like, he makes some really really good really points. Really good points. I love the uh, the the comparison of Darth Maul to Sisyphus. Yeah. Uh, you know, constantly rolling the boulder up the hill only to have it roll back down and have to start all over again. The trial of the strife of mankind. Yeah. You're never done with your duty. You're always got something a little bit more and uh, you're never going to be, you're never going to reach the end of it. It's, you know, it's very much the Darth Maul story. No matter what yeah. Darth Maul ever does, he's always going to like be striving and being trying. And no matter how many times they, uh, do something to him, like, you know, he gets cut in half by Qui-Gon. He comes yeah. back, and then he winds up, you know, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched Rebels, he gets killed by Obi-Wan and Rebels on Tatooine, which is really cool. It's It was a really neat episode, really awesome episode. I think I've got it in there. I'll show it to you after we get done recording here, because it is really cool. It's a really good episode. Uh, but he made... Uh, made some really good comparisons about it, or not just comparisons, but, like, you know, people getting upset that, that uh, a girl inherited... That, that you know, the... See that never bothered me, but yeah, I, well, that's, I, that's the same the thing. here. But I, oh yeah, yeah. His point is, is like grow up. Yeah, it's not for you anymore. And it's they were always made for kids because uh, the the whole point of it was that the the original trilogy was uh, was nothing. Uh, when you know your big movies coming out at the times was you know you had Jaws. That was that was a huge movie back in 76 i think yeah. it was whenever it came out yeah. 74 75 76 you had all those disaster movies you didn't have anything with hope with hope like yeah. specifically shown for kids disney was in such a downfall at that point in time and i can even play clips for you from bob Iger's book that which basically is what you're listening to which now. is what i'm listening to right now is bob Iger's book like there's a lot of really good like <sighs> I'm not one for these books by the CEOs and things right. like that. And that's basically just kind of like them patting themselves on the back. But whenever you have somebody to the stature of, of Bob Iger, who has done things like, you know, save Disney from failure, mm -hmm. who acquired ABC, mm -hmm. who acquired ESPN, mm -hmm. who acquired Marvel, mm -hmm. who acquired Star Wars, mm -hmm. and who has acquired Fox, who is like, Oh, and Pixar. Yeah. I've completely, totally forgot about Pixar. Pixar, you can say Pixar saved Disney. Right. Pixar saved Disney because at that point in time, the, the Comcast was trying to buy Disney out at one point in time. And Steve Jobs and, and Bob Iger kind of like made buds at one point in time. They weren't even friends. Really? Really, but they were, they kind of made friends as they, like, as, as Iger basically bought out Pixar because. Disney was just like a distribution center for Pixar. It was never Disney Pixar. It was it, well, um, it was never 
like I can't remember what all movies that they had already had come out. I know they had had Toy Story, mm-hmm. I think Toy Story Two, and A Bug's Life. I even think Cars had already come out. Cars was a giant hit for them. I do remember that because I remember all my nephews being crazy about Cars, and 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 those those characters in those movies or whatever. And then all of a sudden, like Disney comes up and acquires them. I think they might have had Up in development and like a few others, but like yeah, I mean it was like this big $7 billion acquisition that Disney made. And it was basically like a, uh, uh, a, a shot in the dark, just trying to save themselves. Yeah. And then they do it. And it was like one of the best things in the world. And then their next move was, you know, taking over, uh, uh well, it, the, Disney, uh, I'm, I take that back. Iger didn't acquire ABC. Iger was working for ABC whenever Disney bought him out. So that was, uh, that's how he got in. To yeah, that's it. how he kind of got his door, got his foot in the door with oh, uh, I can't think of the the CEO that was before him, Michael Eisner. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of how he got his foot in the door with Michael Eisner, and and wound up becoming the CEO. And man, it, it goes on his like whole interview process with becoming CEO of Disney, and like it's it's a very very good informative book, and I've got some clips from it that we'll play at a later episode okay. or whatever. Because it's one of those, like I said, I'm not one for listening to these books of CEOs. It's like, this no. is my leadership technique and or anything like that. But I, I've always been kind of intrigued by this guy. Hey, because I love Disney. Mm-hmm. I grew up loving Disney. Yeah. You know, it was one of those things of whenever we'd go to the video store, you know, back in the day, kids, whenever you had wanted to watch a movie, you couldn't just hit the button on your remote control to rent it and watch it. You actually yeah. had to pile into the car. And, you know, that was like a weekly thing for my family. We would almost, like, almost once a week pile into the car, go to video, <laughs> go to go to one of the two places in Sanger, the videos and subs to go, oh, yeah. or out of sight video. Yeah. Go out to the video store, pick a movie, and one of those was usually always a Disney movie. Like, that's one of the reasons why I can't wait for Disney Plus, because I'm so hoping that they put the Swiss Family Robinson on oh, Disney yeah. Plus streaming because I love that stinking movie. Yeah. Like, Mary Poppins is my favorite, like, live-action Disney movie. But, like, man, and, and like, it, the, the book, I'll, I'll get back to what I was talking about. And well, you'll I have totally... to, next time you're out of my house, you have to check out my Disney collection now on VHS. Oh, I know it, man. we just watched Bambi with Delilah the Dude, you've been going through this whole, like, retro, like, format of audio and video and stuff like that because you were... Send us a picture of all your 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 cassette tapes the other day, man. Oh my god, that I, was like crazy impressive. I was like, that's I was awesome. Like, I couldn't believe I had this. It's been stuck in a closet, and it you know yeah, that's I don't want to go to it, but it was like like twenty cassette tapes. Yeah, um, some really cool ones. Oh and god, a yeah. couple of them like the corn one. Yeah, I don't even have the case to it, but that was the back when we first started listening to Corn. It was on you cassette said, tape. Corn's playing. Like, Let's go see Corn and Ozzy. It's like yeah, because it was like one song being played on the radio had got the cassette tape. That's my cassette tape. Yeah, yeah. From then, yeah, and I, I distinctly remember. Okay, and it's totally and it still sounds awesome. This is totally jumping off of the subject of what we were talking about, but I distinctly remember watching 120 minutes with my buddy Moses. Me and Mo were sitting there watching 120 minutes and Corn's Blind came on and he was making fun of the song the entire time because he was doing the, are you ready? And like, he was making fun of the song the entire time it was on. And I was just like in 
awe yeah. because those deep growling guitars yeah. and it was something completely, <laughs> completely totally new because this is at the end of the grunge movement and all like this type of stuff is like what like 98 99 somewhere yeah. in there and so it was like it was new it was refreshing and it was angry it was so angry i mean you already had angry music to begin with but then you had corn like up and i remember as soon as that video ended he was kind of joking around and playing around i was like dude i gotta go and he's like where are you headed to i was like dude i'm going to hastings right now to go pick up that album yeah and he's like what and i was like dude that song was awesome and yeah. i went to hastings and bought the cassette for eleven dollars and 99 cents whatever i was making four dollars and 25 cents an hour was it 94 94 okay whenever i've heard it first it, i know i was working at albertson's at the time so it was that was 94 95 yeah and I worked there. That's when it was recorded. Yeah. So it was probably late 94, early 95, whenever I first heard it and yeah. saw the video. And I went out and bought the album. And then I pass it on to you. with like, dude, you got to listen to this. And that was, yeah, yeah. And then because we saw them, it had to have been 95, 96. They would have been 95, 96 when they were on when tour. When they were touring with Ozzy. Yeah. At Reunion Arena or whatever. And do you remember, okay, we're getting this. Hell, uh, who we, cares, this man? Do you remember that we had four seats? We're about the from is on the reunion arena. Yeah, we were in the front section, about maybe ten or fifteen rows back. Yeah, yeah. And then it's all like metal chairs, and of course, no one's using them. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. And do you remember the vibe when corn comes out? Yes. And everybody's like, "What's this? This This sucks. Sucks." And we're like, "Shut up!" Oh yeah. (laughs) And and by the end of it. Jonathan Davis and those guys had every single person in that arena. They just, it was just, like magic. Oh, yeah. It was kind of scary to be in because everybody was so, except for the fight. Yeah. Yeah. The fight broke out right behind us. I, I, you know, I completely forgot about the fight up until this point, whatever you've mentioned. Yeah. These mentioned. guys got into a fight and the guy gets shoved into me and I'm like, catch him. I'm like, oh. I just—it's probably not a nice thing for me, yeah. but I just shoved him back at the guys. And oh, good yeah. luck! You're messing with my entertainment here, man. <laughs> and but the security came real quick and booted you know, them both. I think. You know what's funny is my buddy Robert that went with us. He bought the tickets. He got all the tickets. He spent more money on his tickets, and he was up in the seats off to the side. And our tickets were cheaper. We were on the floor in that, like, up. See, I didn't remember him going. I just remember yeah. being there with you because yeah. he wasn't sitting with us. Yeah, because he wasn't sitting with us. He was up in the stands. Yeah. But he was, like, one of the first couple of rows in the stands or whatever. But we were, like, maybe 15 rows back. Yeah, we were In close. that front section. I don't know how the hell we got those tickets, man. I, like, I don't it know. It blows my it mind. It was amazing. Oh, God, and yeah. It was a, yeah, corn. Yeah. Corn made everybody. That's what they did, though. Yeah. They they made everybody. You just had to if you came in contact with them. Oh yeah, it was just it was over with. Because uh, and I remember the shock of Jonathan Davis actually walking out on stage with the bagpipes and actually playing the yeah. bagpipes, shoots and ladders, and going like, "What the devil is going and on all here?" The the crying and the, oh yeah, you know now I don't know. See, I still think that's, I don't think he was faking it. No, he wasn't. That was that's all, all that real, was all real, dude. real yeah, on stage. Real. Every night was like a catharsis for him. He was like going through something every. Oh night. yeah. Wow. It was all true emotion. And I think that's kind of like, and I think that's what's like to me. Like I, I love older corn. Like yeah, their yeah. first three albums to me are like their end all be all. And I still dig them, but they can like, they're to me, this is just my opinion. I know like there are 
people I've got friends at work that freaking love everything that that band does. Right. Well, to me, like around the third or fourth album is where it really the love for them really starts tapering off. But those first three albums, I can sit there and put in and play and play the entire album. Whereas like the later albums, there's like one or two songs on the on the albums that I just will love and adore, but I don't listen to the entire album to where I'm like, okay, I'm gonna skip this. I song. think that's pretty common this. though. Yeah, and I think with them, what part of the issue was is him dealing with his issues and like it actually like becoming okay with it so he doesn't have that hate and angst he survived he it did. for one oh yeah but yeah. he's also been able to deal with it night after night after night after night after night after night playing these songs over and over and over again for 25 years now yeah you know hold on a second i'm gonna pause something i'm gonna see if i can find something real quick i'll be right back bye Oh shoot! I didn't pause. <laughs> just yeah, okay. So I'm you holding those cassette tapes and just rattle. And then I had that first scary moment. I was like, "Look at this!" I showed my wife. She's like, "Oh my!" Because she, you know, my wife. Yeah. Corn. Yeah, oh, you yeah. Knew her. That was she was still in high school. Then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I wasn't. Um, oh, that's not the right shirt. Oh, go crap! I'll be right back. Take. Oh, am I? Re- I, I took you off. I, I, I took the tape. I. Slammed it into my tape player. That's one, it's one of those like old looking record players. Yeah, that has a was, CD player, a radio, and a cassette tape in the side. And I slammed it in there, and all I could hear it, and I heard it. I was like, "Oh my god, it's eating the tape!" <laughs> and I, I hit the eject, and I gently pulled out the tape, and I had to go through. I got a pencil, like you have to do old school. And but first, she rewound it with her finger and I'm like no you need a pencil I says you gotta do a lot more than just catching yeah, you, up to get it you gotta have the pencil whenever that happens man and and we got it I fast forwarded it put the first song in there my sister-in-law was over there and they were like whoa <laughs> <laughs> it still works uh, I'm causing chain reactions I got the table set in the wrong spot and I've got uh, I'm, I'm knocking stuff over whenever I sit down. So, we were talking about that show, that corn show, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, I've got something here that's going to be a blast in the past. No, you better not have that. (laughs) I do. Oh, my God. So, what does this shirt have on on the front of it? Looks like some old school tin-type photos. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, a kid getting... uh, Getting spanked by his naked mom. Yeah, they're all nakedness. And corn, Yeah. That is my first corn shirt that I ever bought. Yeah. That I got at that show that we were just you talking about. You still have about. it. I still have it. I, I, lo- I wish I had so many of the shirts I used to have. I still... Oh, I couldn't wear them. Yeah. I, I can't wear it, but I'm not getting rid of it. No, no. Yeah, yeah. I almost kind of want to frame it. I've also got my Metallica Don't Tread on Me shirt from the uh, 92. Yeah. Yeah. From 92. The... the the Black Album Tour, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can't find my Queensryche t-shirt anymore. Dang it. I don't know where that's at. I can't See, find. I think any... I had a Queens rock. I think I just had the one with the album cover for yeah. Empire. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you and Steven, I think both got that one. I got the white one that had the yes. pictures of their faces. It was the inside fold out of the yeah. of the Empire thing, and it had the the pictures of their faces. And on the back of it, it had the the Tri-Rack logo and it, the Building Empires World Tour. And see, so there's so many things. We just need to. You just need to come live with me. I know the, it, dude. Because Queens rock is an entire. 
there's so much to talk about them. Just I know their it. one album, Operation Mindcrime, and then there's Operation never, Mindcrime Two. We never did our 30 year anniversary no. recap of that. No, we didn't. We need to something fierce, but we need to get Steven in here for that. Definitely, he's got to be here. For yeah, that. no, because there's, that there's was no like a, butts about it. That was such a communal Dude, thing. So so much like I like. It's funny in how you can kind of like bond over music and stuff yeah. like that. Because that's what I, I say that's what happened. I mean, like, we always had that like mindset whenever yeah. it came to music and things like that, anyways. But albums like that, that I, I keep saying, I, I, I just wish somebody would actually take that storyline of Operation Mindcrime and make actually a, make an, a movie. physical movie out of it. Take the singing out. Use it as a soundtrack. You could even still do the singing in it and stuff like that. You you could you could use that as a soundtrack. It's kind of like what they did with. Did you ever see Repo, the genetic opera? I don't think so. You should watch that, man. It's actually really cool. It's uh oh uh the one person I can think of off the top of my head is Paris Hilton because she was on an episode of of uh of My Name Is Earl that I was watching the up other day. And I was actually talking to my roommate about whatever whatever in the hell ever happened to Paris Hilton because uh, I hadn't seen her in for a- ages. But uh, it's probably good that you haven't. Repo, the Genetic Opera, two thousand eight. Uh, Paul Sorvino, hmm. Anthony Head, never really heard of him. Alexa Penn Vega, Sarah Birmingham, Paris Hilton, Bill Mosley. Uh, but yeah, man, it's. It's really cool, but and it's called the Genetic Opera. Did you ever see a uh, uh, Repo? Uh, just just the movie Repo. It's it's Repo uh, Man. No, not not the movie Repo Man. With, Repo with uh, Jude Law. Yes, yes. Same story, same exact story. Okay, I think they actually took Repo with with Jude Law. Oh, Repo Men. Yeah, yeah. It's actually. Uh, set in the near future when artificial organs can be bought on credit, it revolves around a man who struggles to make the payments on a heart he has purchased. Uh, he must therefore go on the run before said ticker is repossessed. Mm-hmm. And that's the one with Jude Law, right? Right. So Repo, the genetic opera that came out in 2008, uh, worldwide epidemic encourages a biotech company to launch an organ financing program similar to, in nature to the standard of car loan the repossession clause is a killer however oh yeah it's the same story i think what happened was they did repo the genetic opera sold it to another uh, to another film studio yeah and was like hey check out what you can do with this and they actually made what's really a really cool movie because yeah. repo with Jeanette, with jude law is freaking awesome yeah. but yeah uh dude yeah it's 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 one of it's got a lot of singing so because it, it is a musical, but it's like I'll just play one of the tunes for you real okay. fast. Let me. Uh, then we got to get back to Freddie Prince Jr. Oh yeah yeah yeah! <laughs> I forgot all about Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> train train derailing. While you're looking that up, one of the things that we do is something that I justify what we do because Larry McMurtry, I've been re-listening to Lonesome Dove. Oh, yeah. And he will be telling the story, and then he will go on this long digression for 10 pages and then perfectly loop it back to the storyline to keep going. That's I mean, I've been listening to the – I'm on the eighth chapter, and it's like nothing has happened in the eight chapters, but you learn so much. 
yeah. from it. So, okay. Hit so play. here we go. Very industrial. I was going to say that. Yeah. Nine Inch Nails. Oh, yeah. A little glass file, a little glass file. A little glass file goes into the gun like a battery. Battery. And the zygrate gun goes somewhere against your anatomy. And when the gun goes off, it sparks and you're ready for surgery. Surgery. Yeah, and then the other guys. Yeah, so that's. Yeah. I'm telling you, dude. How like, I, I know you've mentioned that before. How did I ever hear about it when it came out? I don't know. It was so like underground, I guess, or well, whatever. Yeah, people don't, and a lot of people don't and, like. Well, and, it's a, and that's the thing, man. People don't dig on musicals yeah. all that much, but yeah. the music in it is really freaking good, yeah. man. I might actually watch that later on today after all the football and stuff. Like I that. wonder who played on that. Oh, that man. guitar sounds. That's a good question, man. Uh, I think it's actually... Let's see if iTunes has any information on that. Uh, that's the only problem with iTunes, man. Like, that's... I, 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 see, that's another thing about having, like... See, I, uh, the last two weeks, I've got two CDs. CDs. Yeah. I ordered, and I ordered them from Amazon, but I got an, immediately got an MP3. Yeah. yeah, so I just downloaded and listened to it. I didn't even open the CDs when I got them, but I well, I'd take that back. I did because I can look at the Adam album artwork. I can go look at the track listings in my hand there Dude. and see who did what. Yeah, you get and, a digital song, you don't know who did it unless you go and who produced it and all like this. You got to go into it's, Wikipedia or whatever and yeah. search for it. Oh yeah, dude, I used to actually could sit there and physically look at an album and not be able to tell who the band was. But see who the producer was and be like, oh, this is going to be cool. Oh, yeah. I'm going to dig this. It's like Terry Date or it's yeah. Ross Robinson or Rick Rubin or something yeah. like that. And those yeah. are just three big names I can think of off the top of my head. Oh, absolutely. You know, especially back in the late 2000s, early 90s. Like, those guys were gods. If you got mm-hmm. to work, especially Ross Robinson. Ross Robinson did anything and everything that was, like, new and heavy. You know, Ross Robinson did the first Corn album. Yeah, you sent me down that rabbit hole of looking at the producers and seeing what they did, different stuff they worked on. Like you said, Terry Date. Oh, yeah. I think he's one of the ones I looked up and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Dude, Rick Rubin, like that dude, yeah. even worked with Johnny Cash. Yeah. He's the one that produced the Americana yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, albums and stuff like that, where Johnny Cash was doing like these covers of like. He made Johnny hurt. Cash relevant again oh, for God. a younger generation just yeah. by doing that, and it was amazing time oh, God, to yeah. see him do that. That's yeah. like, dude, that gives me chill bumps thinking about that. Some of those albums that he did of Johnny Cash, and oh, have dude, you ever seen have those albums? Ever, were so good. I've got like a whole thing of the outtakes oh really recording sessions really yeah that's got to be pretty awesome yeah it's pretty neat yeah i'll have to check that out sometime because because dude those albums like i mean don't get me wrong i always was a fan of johnny cash beforehand but whenever right. he like he he owned mm-hmm. certain songs like well, whenever he did Trent, Trent, whenever Trent he, reznor said yeah he said that's not song. my song anymore yeah. that's now johnny cash's song yeah. like hurt done by johnny cash like it was a good song whenever Nine Inch Nails did it. Yeah. 
It was. And then, but whenever Johnny Cash did it, it had, I don't know if it's just the emotion, the sound of his voice, because he was such an older man. It was after. To use a word that has been overused weight, it had some gravitas. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, he, Johnny Cash lived a life. Oh, dude. Not and it all was, good. Yeah. And it was after his wife had passed away. So whenever, and especially like the video, the music video of it with actually interspersing like old videos mm-hmm. of her and him yeah. together and stuff, yeah. man. Like that was just killer, dude. Like yeah. so good. Yeah, but even like his his covers of of uh, reach out and touch touch faith. He did a Tom and, Petty. Oh, yeah, he did a uh, police. Yeah, uh, did Tom Petty did the police? Um, the dude. Yeah, there's there's it's those are those are albums. Like I was talking about a minute ago, those are albums that you can just put in and play. Uh, he did, oh, Danny Boy, Danny yeah. Boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling from Glen to Glen. See, I'd like, you know, he, Neil uh, Diamond, Rick Rubin did yeah. him. I always want, you know, I love Bob Dylan, but I kind of wish Bob Dylan would oh, do something similar to that, where it's just him. He doesn't, I don't know if he plays guitar much anymore, I think. Mostly he just does keyboard. Yeah. I'd love just an acoustic guitar, Bob Dylan sitting down with somebody and going through and just doing some songs like that. Oh yeah. I don't think he ever will because he's, that's not who he is. Or even just some of his old stuff himself. Like just re-recordings, more raw, more unedited recordings of him now. That's my dream, but I don't, I don't see him doing it because he's, uh, He's a whole other conversation. Oh, we don't need to. Yeah, right. He he doesn't do what you want him to do. He does what he wants. And he, God bless him because, that's why I love him. Oh yeah, he's like yeah. Because you, when you go to a Bob Dylan concert and you want to hear uh, one of his classic songs, oh, he'll play it. It's not going to be the song you heard before. Oh yeah, because it'll be the words. But yeah, they, they change it. Even Sturgill Simpson says, from the time we recorded this last album, when you hear that song that's on the album and you hear us playing it now, two years later. It's not the same song. Yeah. We change everything almost every night. And just real quick, that Sturtle Simpson sound and fury is freaking amazing, by the way. Yeah. Holy well, crap. Well, you're welcome. Yes. I worked for <laughs> No, it is amazing. And every time I listen to it, it's like, oh. yeah. And the thing is, they were so high when they made it. They don't, they had to go back. <laughs> they were so high when they made it. They yeah. were in the sound. They were surrounded by Kurosawa movies and uh, this other uh, Japanese blind swordsman movie. They were watching these and they had. All this stuff influencing them, plus something else influencing them. Yeah. And they just did it. You know, they'd go in and they'd do a couple of takes and make this mute. They made this album. Yeah. And then it sat for two years because after about a year, they were going to release it. And then he got the idea to do the, 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 movie the Netflix going, thing. Oh, okay. And the guys that played in his, play, play in his band yeah. didn't hear it. Oh, like no. Two years. <laughs> they just went on tour yeah. a month or two ago. And he just like sat down with them and said, "Here, you might ought to re-listen." <laughs> and they're like listening to the music, like, "Well, wait, when how did you do this? <laughs> how did how did I how did I do that?" And they're like having to relearn how to do. Oh my goodness, the things they do, yeah. they did, and we might have to go see him whenever he comes through. I'd love to see him. him that would be Jason awesome. Isbell. Yeah, and then Willie and and got to see Willie one more time. I need to see Willie. I've never seen Willie. We need we need to go see him at Billy Bob's whenever he's coming through, man. I'd love to. We'll, That'd just we'll be like we can, that's October, November. It's November. We'll try yeah. to make that work. Yeah. So we need to, we need to have we need to make that happen. Stephen might already have tickets. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, I, sh- I shook hands with Willie. Oh yeah, yeah. You smell like weed for three days afterwards. 
God, that's a contact. <laughs> contact <laughs> literally through his skin. Yeah, uh, yeah no, no. So it was a story of him smoking a joint on the White House whenever Jimmy Cotter. It's true. Was that true? That's yeah. freaking awesome. Yeah, and he know. Okay, just let's just go with this. Yeah, the reason why he started smoking marijuana. Yeah, is because he was smoking like two, three, four packs of cigarettes a day. Yeah, and it was killing him. Killing his well, killing literally killing him, but it's also killing his voice. Yeah, and he said, "Well, Billy Nelson can't help it. <laughs> he doesn't have a good voice. No, he does. He just, but that's the he beauty. Just has he just has a voice that's proper for his. He music. has a voice that's proper. For, he phrases things the way he wants yeah. to when he sings. He sings against the music. Oh, yeah. he's Willie Nelson. F you. Yeah, he, exactly. He is what he is, and he, if you he's don't like, love him, then that's fine. Yeah, but. he's not like Chris Christopherson or, or Johnny Cash that has the pipes that can well. Johnny Cash was just that super that deep. deep. Yeah. Same thing with Waylon Jennings. Waylon Jennings yeah. had that beautiful voice that's like butter, dude. That was just like so amazing. But well, yet, Willie had the purity in the and not purity. Not yeah, and it's life. But he had the, that that artistic purity, and this yeah. is me. He's doing like a Bob this. Dylan almost. Yeah, Bob Dylan's got a terrible voice. Yeah, and but he has. It's his art, his music. It's him doing it. And yeah, I've heard Bob Dylan songs done by other people that sound better. But unless Bob Dylan's singing it, it's not the same. It doesn't have the proper feeling to it. Is what it is. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't but, have the uh, proper emotion. I guess is what it is. But he started smoking. He started carrying a joint in the hat brim of his hat. Really. And anytime he felt he needed a cigarette, he'd smoke a joint. He wouldn't. He'd just take a puff or two. Yeah. Yeah, and then put put it back up in his hat, and he'd just keep that. And that's how he quit smoking cigarettes. Yeah. And he started getting super healthy. He started running. Oh, wow. Going running and, you know, playing. Um, this is really hardcore outlaw country. Playing golf and yeah. being healthy. Being, you know, kind of pursuing a really healthy lifestyle. <laughs> An alternative lifestyle to what he's used to. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean you're talking about drinking a bottle of tequila or, or Jack Daniels every night and smoking oh, yeah. four packs of cigarettes a day. Or you smoke a little weed. Yeah, go, go for a run, run the next morning and uh, go play, play some music. golf. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So which is which I'd is, heard that he was a huge golfer. And oh yeah, he's got his own golf course down in Luck, Texas. Really? Yeah. Golly, Pedernales River. Yeah, I've got some golf clubs. We could go play. I got some golf clubs in my attic. Yeah, we I should go play on Willie's. We Willie's. ought to. You think we could get the the little hat with the with the with the, with the Willie braids and stuff like that? And get, <laughs> That golf course. Oh, and Adam could film it. <laughs> right, that'd be great. <laughs> the worst we game of smoke, golf. We, we, we got to smoke weed while we're doing it too, though. We're doing proper. Oh Willie. my gosh. Yeah, it'd yeah. be fun. Willie Nelson, Bob Dylan. Yeah. You just named everybody. Oh, Chris yeah. Christopherson. I've never got to see him, but yeah. I got to see Waylon. Yeah, I did got to see Waylon as well. Yeah, that I think was, I might have seen Waylon with you. You went. Yeah. with us. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, that's one of those shows that I'm still kind of kicking myself in the ass for not buying a t-shirt while I was there. Well, there's, because. there's not many older musicians that I really want to go see again. Yeah. Or see, period. Yeah. Because most of them have died, unfortunately, before I even got a chance to see the ones oh, I really, God, yeah. really like. Yeah. Um, have you listened to Junior Brown? Gone to see him any at all? I never have gone to see him, no, yeah, but I know, I, yeah. I'd like to check him out sometime. He's yeah. got that steel guitar with, it's like a steel guitar on the bottom and freaking like Fender Telecaster on the top. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And just anybody that can play steel guitar is like a god to me just about because that's like one of the hardest things in the world to play. I was actually mentioning that to my roommate yesterday. I was like, you know, if you're in the country music business, and you can play steel guitar. You can make a lot of you money. Got a gig everywhere. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. So, anyways, let's jump back to Freddie Prince Jr. and wrap this thing up because we're at an hour already. Okay, but it I doesn't have feel to, like an hour. My after, butt's not after even after hurting. Prince because Jr. I got to get out and get up and walk. Twice. I do have to talk about something I watched last night. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Just and it doesn't have to be long because I'm not going to spoil anything. No, nah, it's all good. My butt's not hurting right now because right. I've gotten up and walked maybe twice. We should so just kind of stand. We maybe we need a standing. Maybe bit. that's what it is. We need to have a pause every episode and like that or get up and walk. We can go outside get some, and play uh, with, get an elevated dude, thing. That would be amazing. We could do that. We could totally do that. Get like one of those standing desks type things or whatever. Maybe I can get some ergo arms to come off the shelf for like the laptop and the mixer and stuff. Because I was trying to find a way to get those elevated off the table anyway, so that way I could actually have the table free for stuff. Yeah. And have, yeah. yeah. I like that idea, dude. We might have to come up with something for that. Heck yeah. Hell yeah. Freddie Prince Jr. Um, Freddie Prince Jr. So I saw you taking notes whenever we were playing that, and I can't remember what all was said now. So First thing that struck me, he's like, get over it. You're just mad because Han Solo gave the Millennium Falcon to a girl. Yeah. It's basically it. Like, people are, you know, people. And it, it's so stupid that people yeah. throw a fit that the fact that she is a female. And I'm like, I was so happy. Yeah. I was so happy. Just so I'm like, my. Well, my oldest daughter will love Star Wars now because of her. Yeah. And like, I, I get it. Like, it's totally bringing in girls to Star Wars. But the fact is, I will say they didn't need to do it because girls have always had a role model in Star Wars anyways. So yeah. Her name is Leia. Princess Leia. Princess Leia, yeah. You know, and even though she has the title of princess, she wasn't a princess, man. She watched A New Hope and she is the leader. She, like, once they, all she needed was somebody to open the door. She didn't need a rescue squad. She just needed somebody to open the door. And once they opened up the door, she was like, all right, fly boy, this is what's happening. You made me yeah. think of the beginning of Force Awakens when Poe's talking to uh, the, uh, what's his name? Oh. The guy getting the, the map. And he's like, mentions Princess or yeah. Leia. And he's yeah. like, you mean General Organa? I was like, or General General, general, yeah, he calls her General Organa, and he's like, she will always she, be, be royal. Yeah, she'll always be royalty to me. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, that's such a freaking great line. But that's that that was one thing. But I mean, like, and it's true, man. People get pissed off at the fact that it's a that it's a female in the lead role. But you know, throughout all of the all of the mythos of Star Wars that's been created. There's female Jedi and and, and male Jedi, so it doesn't really matter. Like, yeah, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> who cares? It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. just make the movies good. The Tell force, a cohesive story. The Force dictates who wins. Oh yeah, that's so true. There Look. are no Jack Bowers. Yeah. in Star Wars, and that's one thing that I've been like kind of dealing with. And you know, this goes back to the last episode whenever I was telling everybody like my my theory for the the next movie, and with the whole like Emperor still being alive. Like, there's a pivotal, like, line in episode three, whenever him and Anakin are sitting at the, at the opera, and he goes, have you ever heard the story of Darth Plagueis That's the what lies? I was going to bring up, too. Yeah. That's yeah. how he's alive. Yeah. That's how he's alive, because he was able to cheat death, because he found out how to cheat death. And that was his whole, that was how he seduced Anakin. That was the whole entire way he was able Except to seduce Anakin. he was Anakin. smart and he was never going to let Anakin know, no, no, know it. No, no, it was, it was the, it was the bait. It was the carrot on the end of the stick that got the mule to move. Yeah. You know, it was, it was totally the bait. Yeah. Um, and so the force, it's like, um, so when the emperor, the Emperor could have killed Anakin because he was a threat. Yeah. But he seduced him instead because yes. he knew that if he had killed him, then he, the Force would have reacted. So yes. in seducing him and the, them two being together, the Force 
then Gave rebalanced itself with Luke and Leia. With Luke and Leia, exactly, because they, because they had gone through and had Order sixty six and wiped out all the Jedi. Well, all except for Obi Wan and and, and Yoda. Yoda. Yeah, but I still feel like the Emperor knew that they. Well, they knew that they were out there. They were constantly on a hunt for them. They just didn't know exactly where they were. Yeah, like Obi Wan went to the far reaches of space their Tatooine yeah. and Yoda went to a planet that was so teeming with life that it would be Never too find him. exactly so yeah yeah no I mean everything he said was right and, you know and he said yeah. claims he goes you know I know more about the force than what most people do because I learned from Dave Filoni who learned from George Lucas yeah George effing Lucas yeah you know and that's true I mean Dave that's why I keep going like why don't they listen to Dave Filoni whenever it comes to making Star Wars because he knows yeah he knows yeah and that's why i'm sitting here i will say the mandalorian will be freaking amazing john favreau yeah dave filoni it's it's a freaking dream team dude yeah yeah Yeah. it's gonna be amazing oh yeah 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 exactly (sighs) yeah but that's basically it oh yeah it's like but he said i can tell you what's going to happen in the next movie because i know how it works and that makes me think okay well You've got, on one hand, you've got Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. You've got... Who's going to be the Emperor? The Emperor. Yeah. Or, that, or some manifestation of the yeah. Emperor. Because I think something. I think that he's cheated death. He's been hiding out on that planet, a la Yoda. You know, and, and been Kinda hanging like out Voldemort. Yeah. Rebuilding, regrowing, or whatever. Exactly. Exactly. Because, I mean, Voldemort... Yeah. Voldemort should be considered dead, but he his spirit remained because he had all the... Yeah, all the Which, horcruxes spread around, so he couldn't die because you have to kill each horcrux for him to die. And the emperor being alive, okay. Yeah. So going yeah. off of what Freddie Prince Jr. has said, with the emperor being alive, yeah, totally makes sense as to why there wasn't any other dark side personalities or people or Jedi until Kylo Ren, aka Ben Skywalker, or Ben 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 Solo. Yeah, because. That was the force balancing itself. He, they had already started a school with so many Jedi. Yeah. That it took that many to equal the power of the Emperor. Yeah. And then. And then all of a sudden. Kylo. Now you have too many. So now the dark side comes over and consumes Ben Solo, a.k.a. Kylo Ren. Yeah. And now elevates him. So now the force is now balanced once again. With Luke. With Luke. Luke goes off to Ock 2, shuts down from the Force. Then there's an then awakening. Then the balance is un, un, unlevel. Then there's an awakening. Well, there's the, the, the Force settles itself inside of Rey. Mm-hmm. Rey knows she has it. She said, because she says, and I quote, in, 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 in The Last Jedi, yeah. something that's always been there has what she say wake up uh, woken up or whatever yeah, she's always felt she's always it. felt it but now it's more prevalent so now the force is awakening in her aka the force awakens you know also the last jedi and stuff like that so to me for there to be even balance because Luke dies at the end of the last Jedi. For there to be even balance that's why I'm saying that there that final battle will either be Luke and 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 Anakin versus Emperor, or Anakin versus Emperor, and 
Callow and Ray. Yeah. And they say that, you know, the mystery of Ray's birth will be revealed. revealed. Hopefully. 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 That's what the rumor is. Yeah. But there's so much. Man, I hope that there's no, like, open-ended boxes, unanswered questions at the end mm. of this movie. Because yeah. that's just going to kill me if there is. Yeah. Because, but, you know... At the same time, if it's if it's minor things, then it's not that big of a deal. But they they've got to give like a parentage or something like that of hers because the whole like drunken people on like they, even if they were like, well, her mother was a no name, but she was a, 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 a immaculate conception by the by the, the force, kind of like what Anakin Skywalker yeah. Walker was. Like that would be great. That's fine by me, but you know. Yeah, oh, I, I need more clarity. Stories. I was just in noticing it. Like, I was wondering how it took me so long to notice that, and I just realized it's like that's the Black Knight missing his arm, and there's blood squirting out of it. Tis but a scratch. Me, <laughs> yeah. my buddy Paul yeah. said you're getting a surprise on yeah. Thursday, and I'm like, what? He said, I know he's sending me a box of comics. Yeah, he, he reads them and sends them on to me to read. And then the shirt came in, and I was like, I don't remember ordering anything from Amazon. I open it up, and it's like, oh, my God. It's just but a scratch. <laughs> it's just but a scratch. I can still fight. <laughs> I want to wear it everywhere. You should, dude. That's a great well, shirt. That's kind of an offensive shirt. Sure, look at me. Yeah. Tell me it's offensive. <laughs> Get yeah. over it. It's not. Who the hell would say that's offensive? <laughs> that's what makes me laugh, is if anybody would ever call that offensive. Because, like, it's just like, dude, watch Monty Python on the search for the Holy Grail. Yeah. You know, if you were to have a shirt that said the Nazis say knee, that would be the same thing. How could you even the ever rabbit. say? To me, it would be the same as somebody seeing you with the shirt that says the Nazis, Knights of knee. Yeah. And saying that's offensive. I don't know why the hell anybody would. It's, oh, my goodness. Oh, that yeah. British sense of humor. Oh, it's such, it. so great. Yeah. And I've been rewatching the. Uh, every once in a while, when I just. To counter a, the, watching that show, The Fall, with my wife. To yeah. Just get the bad taste out of your my mouth. palate cleanser i go back and i watch that british uh that still game that scottish <laughs> the scottish tv show because it makes me so happy yeah but uh i've got to go through and watch that one I've, you need I've, to man i've watched i've watched i think two episodes of it and i'm just like see, you're the, the one that they got me to look for it because yeah. you showed me the first episode I'm yeah like, this is something different and we started it with my i started watching it with my wife and we've watched almost if we watched almost twice already really and it's not a big commitment because it's not that long yeah but uh, yeah. Are we about ready to? Yeah, I think we're. I think we're I ready to bring up, up. Uh, the Breaking Bad. Yes. Oh, did you watch El Camino? El Camino. Did you watch that? I watched it last night. All right. Good. I loved it. Yeah. Now, if you are somebody out there that's happy with the way things ended, and you don't need any more Breaking Bad in your life, then you don't need to watch it. But. Yeah. To me, it's like it's like a you wait a few years and it's like well, here's a little bit of a reward for patience because it's just like watching another two episodes of a a movie in long two hours two hours long yeah you get an extra two episodes of Breaking Bad okay and it um, tells a story that I'm not gonna get into I mean, everybody knows it follows uh, Jesse yeah Aaron uh, Paul yeah. Um, and it, I, I loved it. Jesse Pinkman. Jesse Pinkman. I absolutely yeah. loved it. I think it's... Uh, because Heisenberg has to be dead. It's, I mean, it's um, it's, a, it's a really well... It's it's the, it's Breaking Bad, just a little tiny... Uh, 
what do you call it? a little a little period. bookend, yeah, a little bookend there, yeah, okay. Um, and uh, there, I'm gonna go ahead and say, is this a spoiler? I shouldn't give. I'm not. I can't do it. Yeah, I might tell you off the. Okay, cool. Because there's one character that kind of stole the entire. There's a character from the original series that stole pretty much the whole thing for me that I was just so amazed with. I'm like, I want an entire another movie about this dude. Yeah. Because. Because now you're intrigued by the character. I always was. Yeah. But this really goes deep into who he is. Okay. And it is like. Uh, I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it. Maybe that make people want to go watch, see right. what I'm talking about. Yeah, cool. Well done. Well, if you if you like the show, help us grow. Go by, rate us, write a review. Uh, but just remember, be kind. We like five stars. Yes. I was gonna let you do the whole thing just there. Be like, be kind. We like five stars. But I like it better when you say be kind. Oh uh, yeah. I, I, t- I totally screwed us up. I no, just no, that works. New. No, that'll work good though. Because I got to see be kind. Yeah. I want to tell people to be kind. <laughs> you don't want to be all demanding. I don't want to be, be like, demanding. look, we like five stars. And that's <laughs> like that. Or you know what? If you don't feel like going by and rating us, like just tell a friend. Be like, hey man, why don't you check out two BT? You know, it's you know. You want to hear two complete morons? Yeah, you want to hear two complete <laughs> morons hear talking about eighties rock and and metal and stuff like that. And two Star guys Wars that cannot the the hold a theme. No, we for can't. longer than four minutes. But that's okay. That's what gives us our little. That's what it's the scratches on the aluminum that makes the aluminum look nice. See, that's the thing. Every to me, I believe there's a connection almost between everything out yeah. there. And we're, you just gotta, you just gotta talk to me and Dave, and we'll yeah. show it. To you. <laughs> we're, we're like, a, we're like a good album. Like you can't just have like an album with just like one theme. That album's gonna jump all over the place. Yeah. And so that's what it is, man. That's what I'm saying it is. Uh, but while you're at it, go by www.nerdylegion.com/audible. Sign up for your one month free of Audible and your one free book. Um, and you know what, man? I would suggest the uh, a ride of a lifetime. Mm-hmm by uh bob Iger. that's the one that i'm going through right now and i'm actually loving it i'm almost done with the book right now i haven't had a whole heck of a time a lot of time to uh to read it but it's the ride of a lifetime it's eight hours and 45 minutes of audio and it's 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 pretty intriguing man especially because it starts off with his early days of just being a lowly producer and or or or, or associate just going and basically doing like gopher work i've got two to recommend one I went back and I did the audible audible version of Kitchen Confidential by Anthony Bourdain and he reads it oh, and it's his voice cool. all in his voice yeah and it's like I like it when they do that uh, I miss that voice yeah I miss that perspective on the world that uh, oh, he yeah. had that is a short one it's easy because I went through it in two days yeah another one if you're one of those people that say the Silmarillion by Tolkien is too hard to read or I just can't get into it because it's a little bit more complex or it's denser or whatever reason you have get the audible version of okay. the Silmarillion because it's beautiful they have the right narrator and it's absolutely just captivating to me I can just it's like listening to well this is like poetry yeah yeah, yeah. And, but it makes sense you know it's oh, not okay. just, so is that like a continuation of like the Hobbit and no, it's and the, Lord of the Rings? This is like just... the Bible for oh, that world. Okay. It's like from creation of the world all the way up through the different ages. Oh, that's pretty neat. To man. the 
where you get to the the age with uh, the hobbits and the ring and Gollum and all that. Yeah, they're just like a little tiny part in it. Oh, okay. So it's the entire. So okay, I can uh, dig it. Yeah, yeah. Sounds neat. It's yeah. very cool. Awesome. Uh, also, go by Twitter. Oh yeah. And uh, two at two BT show. That's on Twitter. That's the number two BT show. So go by, follow us. That's where you can get a hold of us, or you can email us at the number two BT show at gmail.com. That's the number two BT show at gmail.com. Uh, with that being said, I'm David. I'm Michael. Two BT signing out. Adios. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't terrible. That was pathetic. Ooh. Nerdy Legion. NerdyLegion.com. <laughs>
oft it chances in particular men that through some vicious mole of nature in them by the o'ergrowth of some complexion oft breaking down the pales and forts of reason or by some habit grown too much that these men carrying i say the stamp of one defect their virtues else be they as pure as grace shall in the general censure take corruption from that particular fault this is the tragedy of a man who could not make up his mind